Yamajana Tramanandasha, Janajana Salakaya, Chakshur Militanyena, Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha. Pachakaptu Vischa, Kuvisindavivacha, Patita Nam Pabanevio, Vaishnavijanamon Maha. Good evening. Uh, we'll continue this evening with our discussion of uh, Srila Rupa Goswami Zupadesh Amrita. Um, we're coming to a stage in the Upadesha Amrita. It's not a long book, it's only 11 verses. Uh, but it's, uh, as we've said, it's compact, very compacted nectar. <laughs> uh, and it uh, gives us a very, it presents in a, a, in a summary form. <clears throat> An understanding of uh, advancing devotional service and uh, some highlights as to how we can um, approach our devotional practice in a uh, a steadfast way, progressing uh, under Rupa Goswami's good guidance. I mean, Rupa Goswami. Rupa Manjari, it doesn't really get any better than that as far as understanding uh, what the goal, uh, the Prayojan is, uh, because Rupa is fully situated in that position. So when he comes with Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu uh, and appears as a sadhika, a sadhika deha, a form of a practitioner practicing devotee, just as Sri Shaitanya himself presented himself in the world, uh, we get the the very best exemplars of how to engage in the practice of devotional service. It's just, it's not going to get better than that for us. And we are so greatly fortunate that uh, that <clears throat> Sri Chaitanya, through his advent, and by bringing down his eternal associates, presented the philosophy in a way that makes it accessible to everyone. Uh, And that's a specific characteristic of Sri Chaitanya's advent, his external uh, reasons for his appearance is Namo Mahabharanaya Krishna Prema Pradayate to give Krishna Prema Krishna Prem uh, in Kali Yuga in the worst of circumstance the highest of uh, good fortune is being offered to the living entity so Sri Chaitanya not only do we have the advent of Sri Chaitanya, but we have these masters of, first of all, drawing out the essence of devotional practice from Sri Chaitanya himself, starting with uh, Sanatan Goswami, Rupa Goswami, uh, then showing how one really engages in deep, the deep, higher, higher, concentrated forms of Krishna consciousness. Discussion with uh, uh, Swarup Damodar, Ramananda Roy. Lord Chaitanya exhibits all this and giving these instructions, giving giving direction to the Goswamis to to prepare the place of pilgrimage that's been lost. And that's the verse that we're at this evening in Rupa Goswami's uh, Upadeshamrita taking advantage of that those places of pilgrimage specifically Mathura where Krishna personally uh, resided and how that how we are to go there and take advantage of that place of pilgrimage so that we can enter deeply into our devotional practice and and enter into Raj Bhakti, 
fully, I mean a full entrance into Vraj Bhakti through this exemplar, uh, how to do it. And if you think about the, the presentation of Rupa Goswami and Upadesha Amrita, the verse just before he recommends that we go to Mathura and we sit in meditation, contemplation, and we chant uh, giving up everything else and aspiring to follow Krishna's eternal associates in their service, developing a service attitude in our hearts according to one of their hearts. In the same way they're serving, we want to serve. We want what they are doing for Krishna, what they're the service they're rendering and the, and the way they're expressing their love for the Supreme through that service, through that loving exchange, we're to take that up. We're to follow in their footsteps. Not imitate, but follow. Serve them. And in serving them, we will take on the full measure of their loving mood. But we've just finished the verse on being diseased. Jaundiced due to our material entanglement. So this jaundice doesn't even allow us to have any appreciation for the holy name. So after Rupa Goswami's told us that the chanting of the holy name in the beginning is tasting bitter to one afflicted by material, the disease of material life. And as the chanting progresses and the anarthas fall away and the operads cease, because in the beginning there will be operads. There will be Anarthas. Rupa Goswami's already given testimony to that. Um, and Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur has given us a detailed breakdown to that testimony of the stages of devotional practice. And we note in the commentaries relative to taking shelter of this place, Mathura, Vraj Bhumi, and physically, physically taking shelter there, and in a heartfelt way taking shelter of those eternal associates of the Lord through remembrance, smarana, through that approach, um, in order for that to be fully effective, we have to have gone through these stages of progressive devotional service to the stage where there's no jaundice left. We're not going to go to Vrindavan with our shoes on. We're not going to gain entrance there carrying these things with us. So this first verse about jaundice and the fact that we're jaundiced and the jaundice doesn't allow us to fully appreciate the holy name and how as that recedes we can fully appreciate the holy name and taste its full sweetness. And as I said, we notice in the commentaries of everybody on this verse about taking shelter of Mathura, all of them talk about progressive devotional services outlined by Rupa, Rupa Goswami's two verses, Adal, Shraddha, Tata, Sadhu, Srila Prabhupada, Bhakti Siddhanta, Bhakti Vinod Thakur, Bhakti Rakshak, Sridharadev, all of them bring this up, progressive devotional life. And they bring out a lot of what we've already covered when we 
talked about Maduria Kadambani, which takes us through those stages and enters into a psychological evaluation of what we experience as these things are cleared from our devotional practice. So such deep knowledge of Sambandha Jnana is there. Um, and it's necessary. It's prerequisite. It cannot be avoided. Does it mean we all have to become big scholars? No, it means we have to take shelter of those in knowledge and here. And they will, this will come to us through their association. And if we have a predilection to study the books and, and, and read, that's fine. Uh, I noticed with uh, Swami Triparari, he said, I've, I've done all the reading. Just listen to my classes. I've already studied all. I've digested this, and I'm ready to give it to you in a form. It's like a small bird in a nest. It can't even can't even go out and find something. Okay, I'll go out. I will get the essence of the foodstuffs you need. I will chew it up for you and place it comfortably in your beak. Now, is that enough? Can you at least open your mouth? So we need to open our ear. <laughs> if we can open our ear, this nectar will flow in. This is the this is what the Acharya does. He makes it available to us. And if we have, as I said, if we, have, we can read, it's passive and it's good. It's all good. Why don't we take it wherever we can get it at every place that it's available? If it's available in every stall in the marketplace and I have enough money in my pocket, I'll go to every stall and buy a little. And if I find one vendor that has a lot at the best price, well, I'm going to use my intelligence. I'm going to go there. I don't need to shop around. I don't need to look here and there and everywhere. Here, it's, here it is. Here's, this, is this is the best shop. It's, this is a reputation here. Everybody knows. Everybody that's in the know knows. Not everybody may be in the know, but those that are in the know know where the cheapest price is and the best vendor is. So if you somehow or other come across that knowledge, take advantage of it. Don't continue to shop the whole marketplace. If there's one good vendor, just go to him. <clears throat> it's good intelligence. Use fine discrimination. Don't waste time. Maybe at the end of the day you'll walk through the whole marketplace and only have calluses on your feet. You won't have any anything of substance in your basket. What good is that? So as I said, all the commentaries on this verse regarding... Well, let's read the verse. Might as well know what we're talking about. All right, this is this is the seventh verse. I'm sorry, eighth verse. <clears throat> uh, I'll take this translation. While living in Vraj, as a follower of the eternal associates of Vraj, who possess inherent spontaneous love for Sri Krishna. One should utilize all his time by sequentially engaging the tongue and the mind in meticulous chanting and remembrance of Krishna's name, form, qualities, and pastimes. This is the essence of all instruction. A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami's English translation of the same verse. The essence of all advice is that one should utilize one's full time, 24 hours a day, in nicely chanting and remembering the Lord's divine name, transcendental form, qualities, and eternal pastimes, 
thereby gradually engaging one, one's tongue and mind. In this way, one should reside in Vraj, Galok Vrindavan Dham, and serve Krishna under the guidance of devotees. One should follow in the footsteps of the Lord's beloved devotees who are deeply attached to his devotional service. Bhakti Rakshak Sridhar Dev Goswami while residing in Vraj under the guidance of a resident of Vrajadam <clears throat> one should spend all their time engaging the mind and tongue in chanting the holy name and remembering the Lord's divine form qualities and pastimes this is the essence of all instructions but who can do this thing who can go to Vraj? Who can reside there and 24 hours a day simply engage in chanting and remembering Krishna and Krishna's associates and meditating in trance? Bhakti Rakshar David, his commentary on the verse, talks about the different levels, and so does Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Goswami about the different levels of that advancing from initial meditation all the way up to samadhi. This is, this is what constitutes Raganuga Bhakti. And it seems so far away. Here we are back here at Shraddha just taking initiation a little bit of Bhajana Kriya and Anartha Nivriti day in and day out with a sledgehammer. When will the Anarthas leave us? You know, I still have the shackles on my feet tying me down to my enjoyment in the material world. And every day, just getting 16 rounds or 8 rounds or whatever I can do nicely for my spiritual master under his direction, whatever we've, whatever compromise he's made to with us just to get us involved in the process that's not the kind of chanting we're talking about when you go to reside in Vraj Vraj is different what Rupa Goswami is talking about here in this verse what all the Pryaracharyas are discussing here in their commentaries is that concentrated form of chanting that is beyond when there's still a bad taste in our mouth when it's a struggle when we're jaundiced no, you're not going to go there while you're still jaundiced and if you go there while you're still jaundiced and imitate those devotees who are actually engaged in the highest level of devotional remembrance and entrance into into samadhi in, in spiritual trance of their spiritual service we call that sahajiya it's not much appreciated by the Vaishnav community um, and it ends badly so that's why when the commentaries everybody said look there's a system. Don't we don't want to run there. We don't want to enter with our shoes on. We don't want to run there before. Take the time and get there respectfully. Pay the price. How much is the price? Do we care? What we're getting is is beyond Beyond, beyond. Beyond would be liberation. Okay, liberation sounds great for, for my position of suffering in the material world. That sounds like a pretty good bargain. And we're hearing that, no, this beyond is so beyond that if you were to take the whole, the whole of the ocean and try to comprehend that, as pleasure and you look at the size of the hoof print of a calf the beyond 
is the hoof print of the calf. The water in there compared to the ocean of pleasure from serving in Raj, from being under the guidance of one of Krishna's eternal associates, from being in one of those camps where who knows what you're doing? What's the difference? It, you are in such unimaginable spiritual rapture and love, which is not one-sided. All our love here is one-sided. We're either giving to somebody who's not taking or taking from somebody that's not giving. There, there's love. Complete, total, absolute giving and taking. What's that worth? You want liberation? The water and the hoof? Print of a calf? As opposed to that kind of a relationship where the giving and the taking is without bounds? Out of bounds? Out of the park? We can't conceive of it? We're just discussing Brahma. Brahma, just to have an idea. When he saw these pastimes and saw how much love Krishna had for the residents of Vraj, eyes, tears streamed from his eyes and washed Krishna's feet. And he prayed and he prayed and in the middle of his prayers he said, if there is one thing that I would want I would want to be somewhere there when the dust, simply the dust from their feet would fall on me. That would be the greatest benefit I could imagine. Uddhava said the same thing when he went to give some counsel to the gopis, some spiritual direction, because they, were, they didn't know things as they should be knowing. They were attached to, to Krishna. Krishna had left. Oh, give them some, go tell them, give them some spiritual knowledge. Uddhava, please, I don't want my gopis to be sad. They're thinking, they're thinking bodily. They can't think about, yeah, they're thinking bodily. They're thinking of Krishna's body. Guess what? Krishna's body is not a material body. And they are totally in love with that body. And that's totally more than Uddhava can even wrap his mind around. He could not even conceive of that love. What did he say? Could I be a creeper here? Could I get some of that kumkum from the gopi's lotus feet on me so that I could just even understand where they're coming from? I can't. I can't go back to Dorka now. I got to stay here for a while and try to figure out. I can pretend like I'm giving spiritual knowledge for another month or so, maybe. They're so kind, they just act like they're hearing from me, but I'm the one that's learning the lesson. So when we look at this residing in Vraj, this is. This is a very high thing. It is the highest thing. It can't be imitated. It can't be done prematurely. Um, it has to be done when the heart is cleansed. And until that time, we should not, although we are anxious to enter into that Vrindavan, and reside there eternally because we're winding up material existence when we're blessed with that kind of residence. Any premature residence there is no residence there at all. It's simply a, an illusion. Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati and uh, reiterated by Bhakti Rakshak Sridhar Dave Goswami uh, mentions that 
this entrance into the smarna, because what Rupert's speaking about is remembrance, deep remembrance, well, deeper than deep, samadhi, entering into that kind of a, of a samadhi of what is my place in that realm and who do I serve and how do I serve and where do I live and what do I do and how do I do it and when do I do it and all those details uh, are coming in, in this way. But both of them take great care to of course warn that you don't go there prematurely and to two to understand that we enter into those deep levels of, of spiritual practice through the holy name and that's and they it's pointed out that's where the sahajiyas get it wrong what they think is let me go I'll find some guru someone who's living there then I will ask them what should I think about? What should I remember? But the remembrance comes from the deep chanting. We chant and then the remembrance comes. We, the remembrance doesn't come first. At every stage we're being given such good guidance and if we can simply patiently utsaha nischaya daryat Rupa just has said this enthusiasm, patience, confidence following in the footsteps of the devotees tat tat karma pavartanat not having bad association so if we can follow the prescribed method then everything will come in due course of time can we turn up the fire of our sadhana and decrease the time why not truly turning up the sadhana simply means expressing to those spiritual authorities that can actually help us that we're serious that we really want this so if I want to remember Krishna 24 hours a day in Vrindavan and enter into Vrajlila well let's start somewhere let's start cutting down the hours where the mind wants to go off and do something else. It, we have to come, if we want to reside there, we have to come to the platform of 24 hours a day. That's there. We, we have to be there. Well, you're not going to be at 24 hours when you're still set, setting aside four or six hours for material comfort or at least an escape zone from cent percent engagement and devotional service can you do it overnight turn it all off that would be great when you try to do that and it, the pinch is so hurts a little and it starts to interfere with accomplishing anything service at all what do you have you have to go back you have to you have to you have to consult with your spiritual authority. I really want Krishna, but and I tried, and I I moved to the ashram, and no, I just I couldn't take. Or I tried to be brought, tried to do this, tried to do that. We make adjustments. We are in an environment, and with the in the environment we've been here with, and we have our roots down. The roots are down here. Some go very, very, very deep. Not deeper than the holy name can penetrate. Not deeper than the spiritual master can uproot. No, they don't go down that deep. We think they go down that deep. Really, they're not 
steep at all if you are in the right association. You can uproot these things pretty quickly in a good association and having some good determination to do so. So can we turn the, up the heat of our sadhana? Yes. And what that does is it shows our determination. Enthusiasm, patience, confidence, determination to accomplish devotional progress by association and when when there's empathy coming from the other side it's not that there's nothing over there it's not that we're here and we're just pounding no there's more over there trying to help than we're reaching out and trying to take that help So it's there and it's, it's wanting. So when we show our want and that want grows gradually in our heart to the point of, of intense greed, then things are going to happen very quickly. All. So we want to enter into Vrajlila. We want to go to Mathura and reside there. We want to think of Krishna and be with him and the cow herds and make arrangements for their pleasure somehow or other, serve them, feed them, clothe them, make garlands for them, do anything in the whatever they want we want to do. And whatever we want to do, they want us to do. It's that place. It's Shintamani. It's wish-fulfilling. Whatever we desire... Krishna and Krishna's associates want us to have. In that place, all everything is fulfilled. Everything is satisfied. But we're not going to go there until we're fully immersed in our practice. So much so that there's no bad taste in that practice whatsoever as long as there's any reluctance on our part as long as there's anything holding us back we push forward according to our capacity we don't take on more than we can handle Krishna doesn't want a bunch of neurotic devotees in Vrindavan there it's not going to be good you know he wants well balanced loving people around him so we need to become well-balanced, loving people here. And we need to work according to our capacity. We need to know our limitations. And we need to go up to the limitations. Sometimes we push a little past. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. When it doesn't, we keep going. Bhaktivinoda says we need to continually assess our spiritual position and, and move forward from there. We need to continue being to step forward in our practice to chant a little bit more sincerely, to chant a little bit more attentively, to hear a little bit more attentively, to serve a little bit more attentively, to give a little bit more than we want to give. As long as that giving doesn't make us a, a crazy fellow, bitter. Krishna explains that all in the Bhagavad Gita, giving and that force way is not going to work that doesn't mean we don't give to the we, the limit we can give whether it be the fruits of our labor or our labor or our mental capacity whatever we give all that according according to a, what we can do comfortably and then we push a little beyond and once we're comfortable there, we push a little bit more. And we may have to retreat. And we may go at it again. But do it according to what has been laid down by the prior acharyas. We don't need to make it up as we go along. We don't need to make a shortcut. Krishna wants to pull us all to Vrindavan. He wants us all to enter into Samadhi. He wants us all to chant to such a degree that there's no nothing coming to us from the external senses that's 
what's being spoken about in this eighth verse. I'll see there's a couple highlights we've done here uh, from the different commentaries. Uh, we are in this. This is Bhakti Rakshak Shudra Dev Goswami. And he's speaking about this uh, this idea of shortcutting. And he says in his commentary to this eighth verse by Rupa Goswami, sometimes we may be misguided into thinking that we must not study books and analyze things. I would just chant uh, but he explains that this hearing studying about who is Krishna, who is Radha, who are the residents of Vrindavan, what is the material spirit. All this Sambandha Gyan is necessary. It actually enthuses our sadhana. To know these things enthuses us. To know the progressive stages of devotional life, we should be enthused. Well, at least I'm past initial shraddha, komala shraddha, I actually came and I accepted a guru and he accepted me. I mean, that's the big thing. <laughs> Not that I, I fell down in front of him and said, please help. No, the fact that he actually reached down and decided to help. Yes, he'll help. Here, take these beads. Now you're helped. Now you do a little work. Well, that that's huge. Look, Adao Shraddha Tata Sadhu. Sangha. He, he said, now you do a little Sangha, Sadhu Sangha, Bhajana Kriya. You hear from me and my association, you gauge in a little service. A little chanting, a little mopping them, scrubbing them, a little dressing them, feeding them. Gardening them. <laughs> Gardening. So, how good, how, that's great, Bhajana Kriya. Anartha Navriti, uh, yeah, I know, that's, that's the one, isn't it? And then the upper rods, we, we engage in the process, and not only we got to deal with the fact that we got this garbage we, we brought with us, it's, it's tying us down, it's rooting us down in material existence, but as we're engaged in the process, we turn that kind of a mentality, that, that uh, I, me, mine, that uh, you know, it's all about me, I'm the center of everything, and we try, we bring that into our practice in such a way it becomes an operad. And we think wrongly about Krishna, we think wrongly about the guru, we, we misunderstand the philosophy, we misapply the philosophy, we don't, we, we think we don't need the philosophy, uh, we try to sidestep things and and you know just like we discussed this the uh, the worship of the deity when Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur in his Madhurya Kadamani was talking about um, uh, offenses in worship seva aparads they're called that he didn't really deal with those very he said, we don't really need to be a concern with these seva aparads. They're done unintentionally. There's no bad heart in them. Uh, and uh, generally when a devotee hears, oh, well, I guess I'm not supposed to stick my feet out in front of the deity, they don't do it again. You know. And the only time it hurts us is when we willfully neglect it. When we willfully neglect it, then it becomes a nam-aparad. Now, those are those ten aparads, well, eleven, because I'm always going to go with Bhakti Vinod Thakur's eleventh, that sectarianism is a definite problem to devotional practice. But that's for another class. Um, 
<laughs> so here we see Bhakti Rakshak Sridhar Dave saying, we need to know the philosophy. We need to know sadhana bhakti. You can't be neglectful. Why did these acharyas go to all this trouble to write all these books and present all of this so that what? That we 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 just we don't take advantage? It's not intellectualism. I notice out there on the cyber world that when you some of some of my god brothers and myself included we will come and we will try to draw from the scriptures in order to try to counter misconceptions and the other side is saying are you just a bunch of gyanis you're just you, you, this is this intellectualism. This is this is, we're about love, and you're trying to you know you're about all this knowledge. You don't need that. That's not going to help. You need to love. You need to care. You need to you need to put Krishna in the center. Yeah, this is how you put Krishna in the center. You understand how to do it from those that already have Krishna in the center. That's what. What did they do? The Rupa Goswami, Sanatan Goswami, Vishwanath Chakravarti, Krishna Das, Kavi Raj Goswami, on and on and on. Kavi Kanapur, Gopal Bhatta Goswami, Raghunath Das Goswami. Why did they write all these books? Why did they give us all this knowledge? What? Were they just, they had no other thing to do with the time on their hands? What? <laughs> They came down from Vraj to, to help Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He personally instructed in the science of devotional service and said, now you codify this. You put it out there in a way that other people could digest it. You're the intellectuals. You have the intelligence of how to do this. Now please do this for me. I want to establish this Krishna consciousness in the world today. And you're the best man for the job. Do it. No, we don't need these books. Yeah. Okay. See how far that takes you. No. And as I said, if you don't have the the, the predilection to read the books, to study the books, to to enter into all this, well, that's okay. There are people around who will can chew up the food for you and. And, and hand and feed you. So take advantage at least of that. Bucky Rockshark puts it in a nice nice little sentence here. One who desires real, sincere improvement will not omit any steps. The very next line, Shraddha, Sadhu Sangha, Bhajana Kriya, Nartha Nivriti, Ruchi, Asakti, then Bhava. They're all saying the same thing here. Don't, you don't need to, don't, if you're sincere, you're not going to try to jump ahead. Just follow the steps. It's a nice path. Up to the awakening of real bhava, one must follow Vaidhi Bhakti and Anartha Nivriti in order to be sure that attraction for any charm of this material world has gone altogether. Okay. That's what we want. We want to enter into... This is all commentary on this verse about residing in Vraj. What amazing commentary. Just follow the process. We'll take you to Vraj. We will set up your bhajan kutir and we will come and feed you every day. If you are too lazy to go out and beg, well, actually Krishna brought milk to his devotee. He disguised himself. And Radha came and served Rupa Goswami until Sanatan Goswami found out about it. 
I said, what are you doing? You think there's nothing coming from the other side? There's a host of angels and more ready to help us. Bhakti Rock Shark Shooter Dave says one other thing I want to share before we close this evening because the verse speaks of smarna so we may we may be we may misunderstand that so he 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 clarifies it he clarifies it first of all by quoting uh Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Goswami from Vaishnav Ki Smarna can only occur by the power of kirtan and only at that time in solitary only at that time is solitary bhajan possible so again we have an an emphasis from bhakti vinod coming forward to bhakti siddhanta then into his disciples shrila Prabhupada, bhakti rakshak shudra dev goswami of the importance of kirtan. We enter into this remembrance through our kirtan. The kirtan is what is cleansing the heart. So Bhakti Rakshark Sridhar Dev Goswami says here, if any acharya has stressed smarana anywhere when that other means I'm sorry, let me read this again. If any Acharya has stressed Smarna anywhere, then that only means that Kirtan is relative to the material environment and Smarna is independent of material considerations. If any Acharya has stressed Smarna, to his disciples, you want to enter into Smarna. Anywhere, then that only means that Kirtan is relative to the material environment. And Smarna is independent of material considerations. When there are no material considerations left, then the Smarna comes naturally. As long as the immaterial environment is there, then the kirtan must be there. We're talking about very deep, deep understanding of how kirtan takes us to the point of entrance into this kind of residence in Vraj, in Mithura. And we'll, one more thing from Gorakashur Das Babaji. So there was one uh, imitationist who came and set up his little bhajan kutir near Gorakashur Das Babaji's kutir and started to imitate. Well, he said, Jesus, I'll just do what he does. And I, I can enter. I can enter too. I can enter into also these this highest level of, of realization. So, Gorakhshore Das Babaji finally said, after watching this guy, this other devotee trying to imitate who wasn't yet qualified, he said. Only by entering a labor room, a girl does not produce a child. Many things are necessary beforehand. <laughs> so, we should keep that in mind. There are many things are necessary beforehand. 
Simply going into the hospital and <laughs> into the labor room. Where's the child? I'm here. <laughs> I'll close with that for this evening. Are there any questions? So the kind of smarnum that you're talking about, where you're really um, focused on your service and you're focusing on who you really are, all of that comes at the very end of sadhana bhakti, it's just glimpsed at a sakti, isn't that right? And then that really, that kind of smarnam really, that's what bhava's about, isn't it? Yeah. Your bhava's coming and, and the pray, first buds of prema are coming. Hmm. Uh, so trying to enter into that, entering into that eternal service relationship has now come. Through your chanting, the heart has become pure. There's no anarthas left. All the anarthas have gone. Uh, operads, well, operads stay and can even impede us up to praying. So, Vishnu uh, Chakravarti Thakur says, uh, I think he says, until one actually has Krishna's audience, there's still a possibility of operads. But it's hardly getting. There's nothing. These, these. When you're talking about, you're talking about. You're trying. You're getting ready for that birth with Krishna and his associates, and you're entering into that. The, the, the material energy is it's fading. And we've graduated from all of sadhana bhakti before. Sadhana bhakti, yes. Yeah. All the practices of sadhana, you know. Those are of no importance. The holy name is all that, that's left. Hmm. All those other things have fallen by the wayside in deference to that eternal service that you're now fully absorbed in. The greed to attain that has overwhelmed your service. So a very high level. And as Rupa goes forward in these next couple verses he gets even deeper into where these devotees who are actually there what's the absolute best for them what's the absolute what are they how is that focus developing that's you know coming where that highest taste where their taste is being Fulfilled in the highest, where seeing that uh, you know the bathing places of uh, Krishna and Radha are just—they contain all essence of, of praying. And, uh, inconceivable, anyway. Anything else? Thank you so much, Hare Krishna.